0: welcome to the business perspectives by hawk fx a podcast series with industry experts in international business providing clarity on doing business overseas hawk fx clarity through perspective
1: i'm paul harvey welcome to the business perspective podcast with hawk fx today we're covering the latest currency market forecast if you're making or receiving international payments this podcast will give you valuable insights on the currency markets over the next 12 months. And I'm with Greg Smith of HawkFX. Welcome, Greg.
0: Thanks very much, Paul. Good to be here with
1: you. And you, what is your current view of the world, Greg generally
0: i think things are better than they were last year it was pretty dire i think from everybody's perspective with covid being the main issue globally where we are really now starting off this year is we've seen real improvements in many senses following those enormous disruptions last year covid we're starting to hopefully see the end of it with the vaccine programs we've managed to get through brexit Trump has handed over the reins to Biden and economies just generally are picking up as we've seen this vaccine rollout and with these tentative removals of restrictions that we're starting to get to.
1: I hesitate to ask Greg, is it all plain sailing from here?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I mean, I think we got to the stage where it was starting to feel like we might be there. Everyone's sort of making plans for the summer holidays and uh, and getting fairly excited that we can now go down to the pub and things. And then we see what's happening obviously terribly in in India and we've had similar situations in Brazil. I think there's still a huge amount of uncertainty around the course of of COVID particularly but also the economic recoveries and the relative strengths of those recoveries in different countries. So at the moment in the UK, in the US, things are looking fairly positive in Australia and New Zealand. They've kind of kept the borders closed and they're generally OK. And then you have, you know, the likes of India and Brazil and other areas that have been hotspots. And there's that real divergence at the moment.
1: OK, so let's focus on the UK. What are the major issues, in your view, that are likely to impact over the rest of this year?
0: Yeah, so I think Covid is clearly going to be the main question. We are up towards the top of the uh, the table in terms of vaccinations. We seem to be on course for the targets that the government put in place to have everyone vaccinated by July. If that allows things to open up and allows the economy to return to normal, then the Bank of England and the Chancellor are expecting a really strong economic bounce. Some of that is just a function of the fact that things are open compared to not being open. So so that looks better. But we've also got a situation where lots of people have had enforced savings by being at home, by not being able to go out and spend money, that is expected to feed back into the economy and continue to provide that boost one of the things that still out to a degree in terms of the jury is around brexit we seem to be getting through that without too much disruption we have had the eu ratify the brexit withdrawal agreement and the trade agreement so again that seems to have gone okay without major disruptions barring issues we've had at the ports but there are still a number of issues with services, with financial markets around how they're going to be dealt with ultimately going forward. So there's still plenty of questions out there, but it's looking fairly positive at the moment.
1: And looking at that positivity, how have things affected the currency?
0: We started off this year, Sterling was the top performer for the first quarter of this year. So on the back of, Brexit being resolved, uh, and given the fact that we started to see a positive vaccine rollout, but that is coming from a pretty low base, so sterling has been uh, languishing at the bottom of the table of major currencies for the last few years, and it's really started returning back towards the long-run average, and, and what most people would see as fair value. At the moment we 're around about one fifteen against the euro, having been up towards one eighteen and and many forecast one twenty, which for importers compared to where we were around one ten is around about a five to eight percent improvement, which is pretty good at a time when some companies are having it tough. The flip side of that is that for manufacturers they 've got some of the uncertainty around brexit and potentially challenges with getting their goods abroad, extra documentation to face and and so on. And they're also then being hit with less competitive pricing or challenges from from pricing from a more expensive currency. In terms of where we are at the moment, I still think there is the potential for further strength in sterling, and and looking at the forecasts, If you have a look at our site with the forecasts, Mm. the consensus is for some further strength over the course of the year.
1: And for businesses in Europe, Greg, how are they getting on post-Brexit and with the pandemic?
0: Reaction in Europe has been slower, broadly speaking, than that in the UK and and the US around the pandemic. So obviously it's been all over the papers with issues around the vaccine rollout and the slower acquisition of vaccines. Uh, And obviously there's been a bit of finger pointing and politicking around that. I think if you look at the EU and how it functions it is just generally a bit slower and I think that hasn't played out well for the EU as a whole. If you look for instance at their funding for support schemes under the pandemic the money's effectively been earmarked but that money hasn't been paid out yet. Uh, They're still wrangling over exactly what they can have and, and what they can use it for. So if you look at that by comparison to the US where they've put billions of dollars directly in the hands of individuals and businesses, it's been far slower and in many ways still isn't there within the EU. I mentioned the the slower acquisition and rollout of of vaccines, and clearly that's having an impact and no doubt they'll catch up, but their economic recovery is really then going to be somewhat delayed compared to what we're seeing in the UK and, and in the US, for instance. The problem with that is currencies work on a relative basis. So where this is delayed in Europe and they're technically in recession at the moment, they've had two quarters of of negative growth. It shouldn't bode particularly well for the euro. The ECB, the European Central Bank continues to take a very supportive approach, as most of the central banks around the world have been doing. Rates are as low as they can go, they're they're negative, and they're increasing the amount of assets they're buying under the pandemic emergency fund. But again, there's only so much they can do without the fiscal response, which seems to be tied up within the EU mechanisms at the moment.
1: So Greg, do you actually foresee problems for the euro going forward? One would think so to look at it,
0: but on the back of where the currency actually is at the moment, it hasn't generally suffered too much. So we've actually seen the euro strengthen against the dollar over the the start of this year. It's been a bit up and down. It has been weaker against the British pound, but that is probably attributable to sterling strength. But the US Federal Reserve has been happy to keep very supportive rates in place despite the pickup in the economy in the US. So again, these things are somewhat relative. And although we've seen the economy picking up more quickly in the US, the fact that the Federal Reserve is keeping rates lower and has said they're going to keep rates lower for longer, it hasn't really hurt the euro in the short term i think if we look at where things play out over the course of this year we may see the euro remain relatively resilient in the short term but ultimately i feel that if the us economy continues to outperform and things continue to not go as well in in europe i think there is a risk to the euro uh, as we go through the course of this year
1: now we're talking about the us greg (laughs) how are they getting on since the departure of of dear donald trump
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes i mean there's another big changing of the guard we've had over the course of the last year with the u.s initially we had a really slow response to the pandemic the u.s was the worst hit they didn't sort of bring the shutters down they were pretty slow initially i guess similar to the uk things didn't go well at the start, but they really now focused on getting the vaccine deployed, uh, and that seems to be paying dividends. I think they're similar, about 60 plus percent of adults are vaccinated and they're on target to vaccinate everyone and seeing the economy opening back up. The other real benefit with the US, and this tends to be the way they work, is they put a huge amount of support in place to individuals and to businesses early on and that really was on on Trump's watch and under president Biden although various measures have been rolled back he's continued on a similar theme he's put further support in place got another bill through congress and there's a further bill going through at the moment which will provide more support particularly for those less well off Families in the US. So, all of those things, with the restrictions being eased, COVID having less of an impact, and all the support measures that should avoid major unemployment on an ongoing basis, should mean the economy really comes out of this pretty well. The final point uh, I was just going to make there is the Federal Reserve, which have committed to keeping rates low for longer than they have done previously. So in the last cycle they started to raise rates and it it seemed to choke off the recovery whereas this time around they've said they want to see full employment and inflation picking up before they start to raise rates so that again suggests it's part of the reason the dollar has been weaker over the start of this year but longer term it suggests the economy is going to get a chance to really get going before higher rates start to temper that enthusiasm
1: yes i mean it's interesting that the media spotlight seems to be off the u.s at the moment for all sorts of reasons but from what you've described shouldn't that be a good thing for the dollar in terms of its of its strengthening
0: in theory yes and and sometimes currency markets don't quite do what you expect or not quite at the same time so as you say we haven't really seen Uh, the dollar doing particularly well since the start of the year the interest rate the expectation of interest rate increases has gone up so the markets are saying we think you're going to have to raise rates because the economy is doing well but the federal reserve is sitting on the other side of that going no we're not going to we're not going to raise rates because we want things to really get going So I think for the next couple of years, the Fed are suggesting that they're going to keep things very, what they call accommodative, so supportive to growth, which is likely to see another strong growth cycle. And I think as we start to see that emerge, we're then likely to see more dollar strength. But whilst rates are being kept very low, it means that if you want to put your money in dollars, you're not getting much of a return on them. So it reduces demand for dollars in the short term.
1: So what are you seeing in other currencies, Greg? So
0: we cover all major currencies. We go into quite a bit more detail on the website in our web version of the quarterly forecast. We're talking about Australian, New Zealand, Canadian dollars. In those, Australian and New Zealand dollars and economies have had a slightly different path, perhaps to the US, uh, the UK and, and Europe in that they brought the shutters down very early on in covid and although the economies have been impacted it's been in a rather different way where they haven't had significant numbers of covid cases if you take new zealand as an example if you look at their tourist economy international arrivals dropped something like 98 percent at the start of covid last year and they haven't really recovered from that level and nobody's really sure whether they're going to but outside of that they seem to be getting on okay and generally are in perhaps a better place than the europeans for instance where they've got multiple issues that they're battling with as i say there's far more detail on the website that goes into those and it's perhaps uh, outside of the scope of how much we can go through in this chat
1: that's under insights isn't it under the insights tab
0: yes that's right on uh, hawkfx.com and then yep. under under insights on the website
1: Okay, that's great. And finally, if I want to look at other currencies, Greg, tell me how I can move forward with that.
0: Yeah, sure. So we cover pretty much every currency globally. There are limitations on what we can do, partly down to individual currency restrictions. But for many of our clients, we provide analysis and forecasts for the specific currencies they've got and to help them with their individual uh, exposures, So we're always happy uh, if people want to get in touch to look at those and provide similar analysis for the currencies that they're looking at. There's obviously only so much we can do. Uh, So we've got the six of the major currencies, but people out there dealing in all sorts of currencies. Chinese uh, renminbi is probably another big one that we might start covering in more detail going forward. uh, And there are many others.
1: Thank you, Greg. So if anyone wants more information about what they've heard in this podcast, how can they get hold of you?
0: Thanks, Paul. So they can go onto the website and, and fill in the form, the contact form on there, or they can email us directly at info at or they can pick up the phone 0330 380 3030.
1: Excellent. So we've been with greg smith from hawk fx and we've been looking at the latest quarterly update from hawk fx which is a new podcast feature and there'll be other podcast features in the welcome to the business perspective series by hawk fx thank you
0: for listening to business perspectives by HawkFX. fx clarity through perspective for all your money transfer needs whether you are a business or
1: an individual visit hawkfx.com you <laughs>